Tiffany Knox. Wait, how am I supposed to pronounce it? Tiffany Talks. Good morning and welcome to Tiffany Talks. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. I've got a lot to talk about. I'm going to try to give, you know, all the information for all the things and all the stories and everything else that I talk about today, but it's a lot that I want to cover. So, um, first things first, if you've missed any previous episodes, one, you definitely want to check out the most recent episode on self-care and self-advocacy. Um, that was where I brought two amazing dope women uh, to the Tiffany Talk show, and we had a wonderful conversation. So you can check out that podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or you can go to my Facebook and actually watch us um, have the conversation. Our faces are hysterical. So you don't want to miss that interview. Um, that was Monday's episode. So you definitely want to check that out. I'm sorry. The video was on Monday. Uh, the show aired on Friday. So that's the episode you want to look for self-care, self-advocacy. And then if you missed any of the other previous episodes, of course, follow, subscribe, all the things. Uh, so, you know, I like to bring you some black history facts, of course, about black women, cause I'm always rooting for black women. Um, so today is July 14th and on this day in 18, I almost said 19, in 1885, Sarah E. Good became one of the first African-American women to receive a U.S. patent for her invention, the cabinet bed. It's now called a Murphy bed. It's basically where you can, you know, she made it so that if you live in smaller quarters, you can just fold the bed up essentially. That's, you know, y'all have seen the cabinet beds. Uh, that was invented by Sarah E. Good. Now I said she was one of the first African-American women to receive a U.S. patent because another woman by the name of Judy W. Reed is also listed as probably maybe the first African-American woman to receive a U.S. patent. But when she signed her name, she signed it with just a mark, an X, because as you recall in this country, uh, African-Americans were not free. The enslaved were not free until 1865. Uh, that's why we celebrate Juneteenth, all of that. So now you're caught up. Uh, so when black people would try to go get patents, uh, they wouldn't sign their name. And if you were a woman in order to hide your gender, they, they wouldn't, they also would hide their name or just sign a mark or initials or something like that in an effort to try and get the patents through. So these are the first known African-American women. Uh, but Sarah E. Good was one of the first. She received her patent on July 14th. 1885. So you want to learn more about Sarah E. Good, uh, you can definitely look her up. That is your fact for the day. I've got so much more show coming up for you. You don't want to miss it. So make sure you keep it locked right here. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Tiffany Talks. So I believe I have talked about um, Lovecraft Country on this show before. If I haven't, you should watch it. It's amazing. 
we'll get into all of that. But the showrunner, uh, Misha Green, the creator of the show, Misha Green, has inked an overall deal with Apple TV. Y'all, I'm so excited. I'm so happy for her. Um, if you are not familiar with Misha Green's work, whether it be for Love Power Country or anything else, she also uh, led the production of Underground. Um, now, as you recall, Underground was canceled. It was with WGN America. I know, random channel, but it like put WGN, in my opinion, it put WGN back on the map um, because it was such a good show. It had, it was critically backed. It was like, all the reviews were great about Underground. WGN decided to not do scripted series anymore. So they canceled Underground. Um, so Underground lasted for two seasons. Lovecraft Country lasted for one season. We're all still confused as to why Lovecraft Country was canceled, especially after it just received 18 Emmy nominations. We'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But I am very confused still as to why HBO canceled Lovecraft Country. Yes, it, it just like any other TV show, it had, you know, some things in it that could have been adjusted and changed, especially after the first season. That's just the going thing for first seasons of any show, um, but definitely not enough to cancel it. And yeah, so anywho, Misha Green is now doing a deal with Apple TV. There were, you know, there was some competitive, 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 I don't know why I can't talk today. There was some competitive um, bargaining and going back and forth. But at the end of the day, Misha Green went with Apple TV Plus. Um, so she is going to be going, pairing back with uh, who she worked with for Underground. She's actually going to be um, working with them again. So now let me say this. That does not mean that Lovecraft Country season two is happening. Okay. I just want to put that out there. There's nothing that now that's not to say that I don't want to talk about it. I mean that I don't want to see it. I would love to see season two come to, to Apple TV. Uh, so, you know, I'm just putting that out in the atmosphere, um, but that does not mean that that's what's happening. So I just want to say that up front, there's no word that Lovecraft Country is going to Apple TV Plus. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is Misha Green will be working on projects for Apple TV Plus. Um, so she's reuniting with the former Sony TV presidents who are now at Apple, uh, Zach Van Amberg and Jamie, don't know how to pronounce her, her last name. I don't know, Ehrlich, I don't know how to say that last name. Anyway, um, she's going to be partnering with them and the former WGN America chief and Apple's new head of US programming, Matt Shurness. Uh, Van and Jamie developed Underground with uh, Misha Green. And so now they're all reuniting back at Apple TV Plus. Um, so in addition to that, Misha was already signed up to do a Tomb Raider uh, film, to do a Cleopatra Jones revival, and to do uh, a Kate Wood uh, like vehicle action movie called Fen uh, Fuel. Um, so she already had a few things that she was working on outside of Lovecraft Country and outside of this deal. So either way, at the end of the day, we're going to get more Misha Green. And who isn't excited about that? You know, it's 
really all I'm saying. In other news, so I recently was able to watch an amazing documentary. Y'all know how I feel about documentaries. For those who are new here, I love documentaries. I would much rather watch a documentary than reality TV or anything else. Uh, so I'm always looking for good documentaries to watch. And I had this on my um, watch list when I saw a trailer for it, um, but I somehow missed its actual release. So the one and only Dick Gregory. Now, if you do not know who Dick Gregory is, I'm not gonna judge you, but I do need you to find out today. Uh, and you can do that through a couple of ways. One, Google him. Two, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about him now. And three, after I tell you about him and after you finish listening to the show or the podcast, whichever you're listening to, then you have got to go watch this documentary. Dick Gregory was a stand-up comedian and an activist, like all rolled into one, but he took his activism to a new level. He hung out with the likes of Martin Luther King Jr., James Baldwin, Medgar Evers. If you don't know who Medgar Evers is, that's a whole other show. Uh, but like him and Medgar Evers were like brothers. Um, and in the documentary, they talk about their relationship. Uh, Medgar Evers was assassinated. Uh, he was killed in his home. Um, so again, that's a whole other show and, and story. But the one and only Dick Gregory is a documentary on Showtime. It's produced by Kevin Hart and Lena Waithe. Um, and it was brilliantly done. It featured a, really a slow walk through Dick Gregory's life and how he got started as a stand-up comedian and how he kind of went into his activism mode. Um, he, Dick Gregory was born Richard Claxton Gregory. He was born in 1932. He passed away in 2017. Uh, but the imprint that he left, uh, the legacy that he left is just top, like, like it, it, words can't describe um, the influence and impact that he had, that his life has had and continues to have. So definitely watch the documentary. It came out July 4th, so it's very new. Um, it, it just recently came out not too long ago. Uh, but it, it's just really, it's a really, really great look at the life of an amazing, amazing man. Uh, one of the philosophies that uh, he, he had was he, he believed you had to experience the bad in order to fully appreciate the good. And what that meant was, you know, he, he believed in order to experience and appreciate good health, you had to at some point experience bad health. Like, what is it to, to appreciate being healthy and being able to, you know, have energy throughout the day or anything if you don't know what it's like to not have that? And I completely understand that. Uh, now, that doesn't make going through rough times any easier, but like it definitely makes sense of why we fully appreciate of the other side of things when you've experienced the, the lower, more negative or the rough side of a spectrum. So definitely check out that documentary. I highly, highly recommend it to anyone. Um, so definitely check that out. I've got way more show for you. You don't want to miss it. So Tiffany Talks, we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Tiffany Talk. So let's talk a little bit about Allison Felix. Allison Felix is doing a wonderful thing. She has uh, partnered with Athleta to create a childcare fund of $200,000. Uh, so $200,000 is going to help mom athletes who uh, basically need assistance with childcare when they are heading to athletic competitions. So um, $10,000 went to six uh, participants at the Olympics now. And this is just another amazing thing that Allison is doing. If you don't know who Allison Felix is, she is six time Olympic gold medalist, uh, track and field runner. Um, amazing. Uh, and so the, the foundation is called, um, I'm sorry, the grant is called the Power of She Fund. It's child care grants. Um, so context for those who don't know or just need a reminder. Back in 2018, Felix left her sponsor's longtime sponsorship with Nike after claiming that they penalized pregnant athletes. Um, essentially, her contract expired with Nike in the end of 2017. She went into the renegotiation process. They offered her a 70% pay cut and denied her request for maternity protection surrounding the months of her childbirth. Basically, that she would not be punished for her performance surrounding in the months surrounding her childbirth. She went to the New York Times with her story and days after the story was released, Nike all of a sudden changed their payment protections for pregnant women and new mothers. She left them, signed with Athleta, and she has now created her own line called Sash, S-A-Y-S-H. Um, when you uh, go to the website, there's a video that plays and I wanna play a clip of that for you really quick. Like so many of us, I was told to know my place. But here I am, ready to run for a brand that I founded, designed for and designed by women. All of my experience of becoming a mom of raising a daughter helps show me my true competitor, inequality. Here I am, using my voice to create change for us as women, and for us as mothers, and for all the women who want to be mothers. So here I am, I know my place. So here I am. I know my place. That's it, Allison. I ain't mad at you, especially in light of everything that the Olympics have been trying to do, uh, among other companies. Uh, she's also been champion, champion, champion. There go my words again. She's also been a champion for Black maternal health. Uh, she delivered her uh, daughter 30 at 32 weeks, so prematurely. Um, and as I have discussed before on this show, as I talked about with um, Kristen and Erica on the self-care, self-advocacy show, when it comes to health and it comes to the health of Black people and it comes to the health of Black women in particular, uh, self-care and self-advocacy is 
key. And that's not just in the health world, that's in the business world, that's in everything. She literally had to fight uh, to get the protections that she needed and ended up leaving Nike because of it, but shining a light on what the issue was and why she was leaving and, and eventually got you know support from other companies. She also has partnered with Pantene. She has a um, short film that she did with Pantene on what's your what's her legacy um, and, and finding your legacy. So you can check that out as well. Um, but I just think that this is all around amazing news. I'm so happy she was able to partner with Athleta to create this grant, these uh, childcare grants for athletic moms. I think that's amazing. And I'm always down for those who are uh, being a champion for black maternal health, um, among other things. So kudos to you, Allison Felix. I hope that the athletic brand goes like, I hope it's very successful. S-A-Y-S-H, look it up, check it out, and I'll be right back. Welcome back to Tiffany Talk. So if you have not heard what's going on in Haiti or Cuba, I'm about to tell you. Uh, the Haitian president was assassinated. The key suspects have been arrested. Uh, but last week, 28 foreign mercenaries stormed uh, President Moise's res residence, assassinated him, and injured his wife. His wife was taken to a South Florida hospital for treatment. She's in stable condition. Uh, and so far, Haitian officials have killed and arrested multiple suspects, calling Christian Emmanuel Sanon the key suspect uh, over the weekend. Um, apparently, Sanon flew to Haiti on a private jet in early June with, quote, political motives and told police he originally just wanted to arrest the president, but apparently the mission changed, but there was no further explanation. Uh, they've begun arresting people, but the first key suspect was Sanon, who they believe he also contacted some others who are the masterminds behind the killing. Um, so they, Haitians are outside the U.S. Embassy. They're asking for assistance. They're crying out for refuge and help in Haiti. Uh, they're trying to get a stabilized economy in the aftermath of this assassination. So Haiti's government has asked the U.S. to deploy troops to protect key infrastructure as they attempt to stabilize the country and prepare for new elections um, after the president has been assassinated. Uh, I, I, I don't even know where to begin with this story other than it's terrible. And I really, really, really hope um, that we can continue to support Haiti because we just need to. And again, that's a whole other show. Uh, in other news, Cubans are protesting their government who is treating them ridiculously, y'all. So Cuba decided not to participate whose COVAX agency, which would have provided them with a supply of COVID-19 vaccines. They instead focused on producing their own vaccine. Meanwhile, they have depleted all of their currency reserves uh, due to the pandemic and U.S. sanctions. They can't buy imported goods and services, so they have to wait to buy severely overpriced food and they're facing uh, power shortages for hours at a time. Uh, the protest began in certain cities and spread to each part of the island, shouting things such as down with the dictatorship, freedom, 
other statements that they were chanting during the protest. Joe Biden released a statement, President Joe Biden released a statement on Monday calling for the Cuban government to listen to its people. Advocates here are calling for us to assist Cuba. Now, our U.S.-Cuba ties have gone through a lot in the last few years. Uh, President Barack Obama moved towards a a more normalized and stabilized U.S.-Cuban tie, whereas 45 rolled back a lot of those policies, making it harder to travel to Cuba, making it harder for import and export of goods, all of that. So it's a lot. Um, So a lot of people are calling for President Biden to remove the sanctions. I could go on a whole tangent about what Biden's administration is doing and not doing among a plethora of things. That's another show. But I will say, like... Can we just do the right thing, please? I don't understand why it's so hard to just be decent human beings. I said this in a conversation with someone the other day. Can we just work on being decent human beings? Like, it's really not that hard. That's all I'm saying. I got more show for you coming up. Don't miss it. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Tiffany Talks. Um, I... If you've missed any part of the show, you already know, you can check out the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. I wanted to uh, try to end on a somewhat positive note. Uh, I mentioned earlier that Lovecraft Country uh, was, I got critical claim and Emmy nominations, all of that. Y'all, they got 18 Emmy nominations. 18, like I'm not exaggerating. I'm not like 18 nominations. Uh, It's record breaking. It includes lead actor for a drama series for Jonathan Majors. It also includes Journey Smollett, uh, lead actress drama series. It also includes um, uh, best writing. It includes production. It includes 18 nominations, which leaves critics and fans alike wondering again, all right, HBO, you're looking, you're looking real prejudiced. You're looking real racist because you canceled this amazing show for no reason. There's also some feedback that they, the show did not deserve 18 Emmy nominations and that maybe the, uh, the committee uh, felt bad. I don't know about that. Um, and in my a somewhat limited knowledge, that's not really how nominations work. It is a political game. I'll give it that. But I don't think that they got 18 Emmy nominations just because they felt bad that HBO canceled it. That's not, I don't think that's how that works. I could be wrong, but I'm just saying. Anyway, it got 18 Emmy nominations. If you don't know, uh, Lovecraft Country is based on Matt Ruff's book, Lovecraft Country. But Lovecraft was actually a author um, who was very racist. Uh, His name was H.P. Lovecraft. He was a writer uh, and was born in 1890. He died in 1937. And he essentially wrote these books that were talking about how uh, black and non-white populations were the monsters 
and only white men could get rid of these monsters uh, that were walking among us. They were the night terrors, uh, so to speak. Uh, so that is where the name Lovecraft comes from. Matt Ruff then wrote a book called Lovecraft Country and Misha Green created the show based on the book, um, but also knowing about the racist history of H.P. Lovecraft, she wanted to reclaim the story and the narrative um, and my God, what a way to do it. Um, so congratulations to Lovecraft Country on the 18 uh, nom Emmy nominations. I think that is fantastic. And again, I'm just putting it out there. I would not mind season two being on Apple TV Plus. Just going plug that bloop, just going to plug that in right there. Um, also getting Emmy nominations are uh, Disney's Plus. Hamilton has the second most nominations in a limited series TV movie acting categories coming in with seven nominations for Lin-Manuel Miranda, Leslie Odom Jr., Jr., David Diggs, Anthony Ramos, Jonathan Groff, Renee, Renee Elise Goldsberry, Philippa Sue, um, and yeah. Uh, if you have not watched Hamilton, I, like, please hurry. It's it's just so good. I saw the play and I've watched the film on Disney Plus because amazing. So very, very, very happy. Uh, in lead drama actor, uh, people of color were in the majority for the first time, including Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us. Uh, as I already mentioned, Jonathan Majors for Lovecraft Country uh, and uh, our wonderful Prince on Bridgerton, who won't be returning to Bridgerton, but Bridgerton nonetheless. Uh, Jean Page and then uh, Billy Porter for Pose, um, which that series just ended. So make sure you check that out. If Brown and Porter, Sterling K. Brown and Billy Porter, win in their category, they would be the second Black actors to do so since Bill Cosby. So. Let's go ahead and, and root for that. Uh, for lead drama actress, three women of color were nominated. Uzu Adobe, Uzo Aduba, my words, y'all, for in treatment. Rodriguez and Smollett um, also are in that category as well. The only two black women who have won in that category are Viola Davis for How to Get Away with Murder and Zendaya for Euphoria last year. Anthony Anderson was also nominated. Kenan Thompson was also nominated. Um, and the list goes on. So there was a bit more representation this year. Let's see if we can keep that going. You know, don't, don't, I'm not going to get too excited, but I'm excited for this. I'll just say that. Um, in other good news, I know everyone has already heard about the amazing 14 year old Zayla Avant-Garde who won the National Spelling Bee. Uh, she won this year after coming in 130th in the last competition that she was in. She's gotten first place and now the scholarship offers are just rolling in y'all. First of all, she gets $50,000. Uh, that's one of the prizes that you get for winning the National Spelling Bee. She also gets, she beat out uh, 208 other contestants from five countries to get this, uh, this huge win under her belt. And she is the first African American to win the National 
uh, the Scripps National Spelling Bee. Y'all, huge. Um, she's gotten offered an LSU scholarship, but she also got uh, an offer from Southern University, which is HBCU in Louisiana. Um, they are offering her to uh, offering for her to come and do campus tours. And then the president later came back and said, "I'm happy to announce that Southern University is offering Zayla a scholarship." Um, among other support, uh, including a Zayla Day. Um, so that is fantastic. She's got, I'm sure, a bright future ahead of her, whether that is in basketball or anything else. Either way, congratulations to Zayla. Um, we are all rooting for you. I think this is amazing. Uh, that is going to do it for me today. Um, I just want to give a really quick shout out again to Shikari Richardson. I am still angry about that situation and I think it is absolutely insane and asinine um, that she has not been able to uh, compete in the Olympics because of something stupid. Um, and yeah, again, I could do a whole show again about that, but I just wanted to highlight her name and I probably will do that a couple more times. Um, I also want to talk about Biden, just not today, y'all, because I, I may do like a whole half of a show on some things that's going on with the Biden administration. So check out the next show. I'll talk about the uh, the Biden administration, some of the things that's going on there. Uh, you don't want to miss that. And yeah, if you've missed any parts of the show, check out the podcast, follow, subscribe, and make sure you keep it locked Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. You don't want to change that station because Unmuted Nation is coming up right after me. So just keep it on Boss FM all day. It'll be fine. And check out all of the other podcasts from Boss FM, including Unmuted Nation, uh, if you've missed any of the previous episodes. So hit me back. Don't forget, be safe, be blessed, and let God be God today. Have a good one, y'all. Follow Tiffany Linnell on social media at Tiff Linnell on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Tiffany Talks and the Tiffany Talks podcast are registered trademarks. Each show is broadcast and powered by Boss FM.